Welcome to this week's episode of How We Get By, the podcast where we explore just that, how people get by in this crazy world. Today, we're talking about social media. That's all I'm going to tell you. I hope you enjoy the show. So here's the deal. Every day I get up and I look at my phone, I go through social media, I check the accounts that I feel like resonate with me and provide me, um, I don't know, some kind of positive affirmation and guidance, I say. I like to, I do like to keep my Instagram very positive. I try to keep it on the, you know, the very uplifting side. So I do that before I even get out of bed or do anything else. And then um, my phone stays with me everywhere I go. And at work, I can't take it out, which is probably a blessing, but I also do take some time to look at it for sure. Even aside from all of that, like aside from the tedious, how much time do we spend on social media? I recognized today that, uh, well, a long time ago, really, that uh, there's this phenomenon of just we uh, we have to like as soon as something happens, we have to write about it and share it and post a picture. And I don't want to say we have to, because not everybody is like that. And the people who aren't like that will definitely pride themselves on that. (laughs) I don't post a lot on social media. We've all heard that. And, um, yeah, but, but there is, there's this overwhelming compulsion, I would say, that I've felt, for sure, in the past, and... Sometimes now, although it's not really as strong, the older I get and the more wrapped up in my own life I get, which is good. Um, But this is a long way of just saying, like, what is social media? And how does that affect us? Because it does. I I mean... I wanted to open up the conversation, and I wanted to get more um, perspectives on that, which I did, and I have not listened to them yet because I wanted to start the episode by uh, giving my own perspective, and then I'm going to listen to some of the responses I've gotten and then come back and explain if anything really, like, changed or I feel the same. So when it comes to social media, uh, oof. Well, I would say I got social media very young. I was one of the first people in high school to be on social media because I had a friend who, well, I shouldn't say on social media. That's a lie. Okay, so we had MySpace. Everybody was on that. I won't be a hipster and say that I was the first one on MySpace. But I will say that with Facebook, I was one of the first high schoolers to be on Facebook because a friend of mine in college invited me. And I didn't have any friends because nobody I knew had it. 
except for him. But quickly, you know, it caught on. And within one year of getting Facebook, I already had girls commenting mean things on my photos. Before social media even was a thing, in sixth or seventh grade, I received an anonymous email from somebody. Actually, I don't even think it was anonymous. I'm pretty sure I remember who it was from. And they... It was so mean, and that was the first time I hated myself, and that was the first time I went running to my room and crying hysterically, and my dad did not know what to do. He was like, whoa. So, yeah, that was in, like, sixth or seventh grade, and then um, and then high school, like I said, with the whole, you know, the Facebook. There were, oh, and uh, AIM before that. I had... Somebody actually created a fake screen name and messaged me to call me a Lebanese freak. And to this day, I don't know who it is. So if you're listening, kudos on that well-kept secret of slurs, I guess. So... Kudos to you on that well-kept secret of being a really mean person. I also, uh, you know, didn't know who knew I was Lebanese, but they were right. And so, yeah, um, I definitely have realized, I realized at a young age that, you know, social media can really be hurtful. But I've always had a very tricky relationship with it because I'm a very expressive person and the one great thing about social media is that it it does allow you to express yourself. It gives you a platform where um, it makes you feel like your voice matters I guess and it does. I think everybody's voice matters so that's the upside that I think um, as far as Facebook goes or social media so it gives you a voice, it gives you a bit of a platform, it gives you the ability to stay connected with people that you want to stay connected with. On the flip side, it makes you stay connected with people you would probably rather not be connected with. So it's very complicated. And like I and I spend a, the way too much time thinking about it and talking about it and using it. So why? Why do we do that? What's what's the mental? I mean, honestly, that's a good question. And I hope to have a social media two episode where people, more people <laughs> respond and tell me. I think social media has always been like very emotional for me so I I can listen to podcasts all day about like for example the show Chernobyl well let me just, let me just take a step back here it's not a show it's a very real place and a very real incident but that show that came out in the last year whatever it came out I don't know well, before watching the show, I listened to the podcast about it, um, all the episodes about the HBO thing that went with the series. I listened to them at work, like, all the way through, and I was 
you know, definitely disturbed, but very intrigued and wanted to therefore watch the show. And also fine, you know, like, like just, eh, you know, that was a really crazy, scary, terrifying thing that happened, but I'm okay. I'm leaving work. I'm feeling good. Sun's shining. That's years ago. Everything's great, right? And so then I go home and watch it. And the way that my body and my mind reacts to watching something, to seeing something, rather than listening or reading it, is remarkable. It really is. I, like, I, I, I was so uncomfortable watching that show and yeah it's the music it's the sound of like it's everything but it's also the acting I mean for me as an empath I (laughs) feeling empathy so much as I do like watching tv is just very very hard for me Chernobyl blew me oh my god I felt like I could feel the radiation with that that score score was fucking amazing but like oh my god I could feel the radiation and afterwards I couldn't even go outside I was terrified I called my sister I'm like oh my lord uh you know the Berwick power plant is so close and it's gonna blow up any minute I know it and all this other shit that long anecdote that you're probably wondering like what the fuck does this have to do with social media well, I'm going to bring it back to you right now. <laughs> I just strapped my mic. But uh, what I'm trying to say is when I see pictures on Facebook or certain things, they have the ability to trigger me. I, As in, like, I, yeah, I get... I get very upset if I, well, I used to. I don't, this isn't, yeah, this isn't really a thing. I should say this is like a pre-recovery, pre-knowing who I am, pre-everything kind of thing. But there was a time where if I, you know, saw saw that, you know, an ex had gotten with somebody and had a picture of them, it would ruin, you know, days. And um, if I, like, you know, like, if I saw that my friends or, like, people that I know did things, like, without me and then posted about how much fun they had, like, that, like, stuff like that, it's hard, like, And you just don't know, like, when, you know, like, when you're going to accidentally see something. I mean, if you're reaching, if you're, you know, if you're snooping and you're looking for it, I mean, you're, then you have to ask yourself, like, why am I triggering myself? Why am I searching for something that I know is going to hurt me? And that's your own question. And we all do that. I'm not guiltless. (laughs) But um, but sometimes we accidentally see things on social media that we don't mean to see with people we have cut off or moved on from or would rather, you know, not think about at 4.23 on a Thursday night when we're trying to just cook dinner and get by. 
And uh, then all of a sudden, in the palm of your hand, you see that your, I don't know, ex-lover is in Malibu on a yacht with their new lover. And you're like, fuck, I can't even afford to go on vacation. Yeah. So that's never fun. But it's really easy to figure out, like, when, you know, like, to talk to people and for artists. It's a really great platform for sharing writing, for art, anything, sharing ideas, education. But... Before social media happened, we watched the news once a day, and now we see it every 15 minutes when we're scrolling through, whether we want to or not. And it's the same terrifying story that we saw in a thousand other places, a thousand other times today, and every other day before that. And, of course, there's, you know, this whole cyber attack, not knowing, is it... I, you know, sometimes I can't even tell if it's my grandfather posting or if it's, like, some Russian spy. I don't know. That was my way of just trying to make a joke, I guess. <laughs> but for real, like, it's like you can't even tell, like, what's real and what's not. And everyone's fighting over what's real and what's not and fake news and politics and oh my lord Nelly me Nelly me so I'm gonna be honest I don't have a really great outlook on social media and yet I use it all the time so why Well, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a part of it that has to do with ego. Although I definitely try not to let that part of me win. But, you know, I'm sure. I definitely, like, if I post something, I have a rule. And it's not that if I post something and it doesn't get enough likes, I take it down. It's if I post something and I'm worried too much about how many likes it's getting, I delete it because I'm not going to waste my time with that shit. But yeah, my brain goes there. No doubt. It goes there. But I'm just like, fuck no, I have better things in this world to worry about than how many people are liking my photos. So I'm deleting it or I'm deleting the app or I'm going to fry my phone in the oven until the whole world blows up and we don't have to worry about cell phones anymore. (laughs) Just kidding. I won't do that. Relax. But I did go to a party one time where somebody dropped their phone in beer and then thought that it would be a good idea to put their cell phone in the oven to dry it. So everyone's like, what is that? Like, metallic 
smelling burning and luckily somebody looked in the oven and it was like back when phones had like actual buttons you would text with and like all of the buttons just like melted off into like sliding onto the cookie sheet I'm like oh my lord we almost just blew up jeez Louise Anyway, though, yeah, so I don't have a real good um, perspective on it. However, I recognize that it is so ingrained in our culture and that, like all of things, we have the ability to either feed the good wolf or feed the bad wolf, if you want to follow that parable. And so I tried my best to realize, you know, like, we're all on it anyway, so let's just try to, like, put some goodness into the world if we can and share ideas and keep it positive and, you know, make the best of it. And I do try to do that. And, you know, I get frustrated with the bad sides, but there are fun times. Like, I, you know, it's fun when it, it is, like, a Wednesday and it's gloomy out and life is tough and then all of a sudden you're joking with your friends on line about some meme that like you guys all understand or you're collaborating on um, an art piece or you know I've been able to collaborate with many artists over the years and that was made possible because we were able to reach out to each other on Facebook like so you know it's, uh, I'm, I'm sure these collaborations would still happen. It's just that these tools make it, I guess, easier. Um, so yeah. I think that that about sums up how I'm feeling right now about social media. I'm going to listen to the responses I've received and I will come back to you afterwards. Whoa, you guys hear that? I think that's the door. Could be my friend Tim ringing in to tell us how he feels about social media. And you'll never believe it. He has a positive outlook, so... Thanks, Tim. Here we go. Hey, my name's Timothy, and I wanted to share my thoughts with you on social media. Monica was asking for people to kind of share some different things, and um, I wanted to say that for me, social media is a tool, just like anything else, and you can use it in whatever ways you see fit. If you want to go on and argue with people all day and look at uh, political stuff and get angry at memes and, and uh, you know, upset about the success of others, then that's what you can use it for. But for me, I use it as um, a tool in my journey, in my mental health journey and in my life. And it allows me to connect with people that I never, ever would have met otherwise. Uh, it allows me to see places and things that I probably wouldn't ever experience if uh, it wasn't for social media. It allows me to keep in touch with friends that don't live near me anymore. Uh, allows me to share fun things with people that I love and my family and allows uh, me to share about myself and what I'm going through in the hopes that um, it might help somebody else. Um, and if it doesn't, then there's no harm, no foul. But if it helps one person or if some positive meme or something I share or something that I read or something that gets reposted or rehashed um, helps one person, then it's worth it. So I think uh, it's all on how you use it. And if you use it in the right way, it can be a great thing. So, 
There is my thoughts. Thanks, Monica. Woo-wee, Tim. Thank you for stopping by. I really enjoyed listening to that. It's good to hear a positive perspective, and I agree with you that it's like most things in life. It's what we make out of it. And, you know, if you choose to make it a good thing, then maybe that lets other people make it a good thing. So, I like that perspective, and I actually really like to follow you on Facebook because your positivity makes me more apt to be positive as well. So, I think you are on to something. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective. Oh boy, there's the bell again. So now Tim's gone. He just left. Who's here? Oh, Tiffany, my new friend. I wonder what she has to say about social media. Huh, let's find out. Hello, my name is Tiffany, and I was asked to discuss the impact of social media and mental health. Um, so I'm a 31-year-old female, so I have got to... Um, grow up with social media, if you will. I remember having Yahoo Messenger at 12, 13 years old, and that's as earliest I could remember using social media with ICQ and AOL and Yahoo, and then the Zanga um, blog pages you could create, and then MySpace and Facebook and so on. What impacts it has on mental health? (laughs) I think... Facebook has, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, I think every social media platform has some way affected mental health in ways of self-esteem, gratification. Uh, You know, a lot of people think they have to look this way or that because the Kardashians next door look a certain way. Or Bob thinks he has to get a better career because John down the road is making this much money driving this nice of a car. And I think it really can do some damage with mental health and emotional um, and and physical. I think it affects, you know, people just sit around all day and scroll on their phones and their eyesight is going bad because their face is constantly in the screen or they're getting carpal tunnel because they're constantly typing. Um, I think all around it's bad for your health and I do it for a living. Um, (laughs) I've had to get glasses. My eyesight has gone downhill in the past two years and, um, But with your main question with mental health, it can disturb a lot. Um, Sleep. If you sleep right next to your phone and it's constantly going off, you're not getting quality sleep. Therefore, you can be really groggy the next day and emotional um, if you're too tired. It affects relationships and it makes people feel very insecure if their boyfriend or girlfriend likes or comments on the opposite sex or same sex and are always giving that person the like button. It can make females and males feel very insecure about themselves. Like, what does that person have that that we don't um, mentality? And why are you constantly liking her photos or commenting on his photos? Um, Or I'll use myself for example. I could be sitting at work on a rainy day and I see my friends living in Florida posting photos of palm trees, the ocean, uh, bike riding, and I'm just... I get depressed because I'm like, great, I'm stuck here in the office. It's rainy outside. It's cold. It's Northeast PA and people are taking cruises and vacationing and 
taking walks down the beach. <laughs> I think if people delete you off Facebook or block you, it could really do some damage to your uh, mental and emotional health. You start wondering, well, what did I do? Why don't you know? Why don't they want me on their page? Or some people use it as a punishment, abuse, like a game. Well, I'll block you and delete you every time you make me mad, and you're conditioned to feel like you're always the problem. Mental health wise, it exhausts me and other people. I like I said, I do it for a living. I use email and texting and social media as a way of means of communication with my clients and my friends and family. And I feel very disconnected, um, which I think leads to a lot of depression. I go home to Ohio, and my family's faces are in their phones, but then all year I hear how much they miss me. And then you get there, and it doesn't seem like they miss you because they're too caught up on what's going on with the Joneses. Um, I think it, I think it disturbs a lot of people. And what's scary is if Wi-Fi and internet and social media just disappeared, the the world would go into just a state of chaos. I think people would jump off the deep end. And I think think people would react in a very unhealthy manner because it's almost as an addiction. You have to check the notifications. You have to check to see who so-and-so is doing. And you have to check to see what your boyfriend or girlfriend are always up to and people get so comfortable communicating behind a screen that when they're in person, anxieties come out, they shut down, they lost their their skill sets of being able to communicate in person, looking people in the eye, shaking hands, having just holding a conversation, being confident. Um, like I said, I don't think it just affects mental health. I think just your health in general. I'm 31, so I'm in that gap where I got to grow with social media and I can remember a time without it, but I was also a kid. Um, I wasn't a young adult or an adult without social media. So I'm sure my generation has a lot more mental, physical, and emotional health issues than our parents. I've, you know, it ruins relationships. It causes questions between two people and people being like hiding messages and cheating and I mean, it's happened to me personally, and it stirs up a lot of drama and stress and anxiety and nerve. Like, um, you second guess, you become obsessive. I've been out in public where I've seen people just they don't even hear somebody calling their name because they're so into their phone, um. I think a lot of people use it as a coping mechanism, especially the introverts. It helps them shut down some anxieties. But all in all, I think we could do without it. <laughs> and unfortunately, I can't just delete my social media because it's part of it's part of the world now. It's and it's it's how I make supplementary income and it's how a lot of my clients prefer to communicate and then not all, like it also messes with your mental health because people are quick to jump on Facebook and express how they feel forgetting that everybody in the world can see what they're saying and then you delete it and then you go out in public and people are like oh my god what's wrong oh I saw your post today and then you're reminded of it even though you you wanted to forget about it or you feel embarrassed that you posted it so 
I think it really, really triggers um, some bad mental health issues. Egotism. Um, people love posting selfies of themselves. And my friend actually thinks posting selfies is a... Um, is a thing that narcissists do. People do it for gratification and they want to feel recognized and acknowledged. I'm guilty of it myself. I have nothing to hide. <laughs> I'm what you call a social media influencer in Northeast PA. So there are times where I post things and then I'm like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot for posting that. Everybody's, I don't know everybody knows what's going on in my personal life only because I had to jump to social media to be validated. And I think that's what it all comes down to. Everybody just wants to be validated. Whether they're mad, pissed off, hurt, sad, happy. Um, it is no longer, let me call it my friend. It's let me text my friend. Let me let me tag my friend. Um, one of the newest words to the English dictionary is the, I think, is it selfie? And now people use posts. Oh, did you see my post today in their everyday language? Um People are losing sleep over it. They're making themselves sick over it. And I just, it, it's good in a lot of ways. Um, it does help people communicate and it helps people connect that maybe they've fell out of touch or their long lost siblings or parents it helps network with businesses. But I think social media has been abused and used the wrong way. And therefore the younger generations, my brother, for example, 17 and He's, that's all he knows. He doesn't know life before technology. So it's scary. It's scary to think that eventually this world will just be run by generations that only know technology and social media. I know myself. If I see something, and if I see a really pretty girl, and she's really skinny, and she's just, perfect makeup, perfect hair. Yeah. It, it makes me feel insecure sometimes or bad about myself. I think we're all narcissists in a way because we always want validation and recognition and always looking for somebody to compliment us. And you take everything the wrong way. So that can cause anxiety through the roof. And we're always comparing our lives to, to other people. And we're always worried we're always worried about like what people think, and I think that's the worst part. Nobody knows how to just be confident and comfortable with themselves because we're always trying to one-up the next person. Um, it's taking stalking to a whole new level, <laughs> and I think it's just detrimental on our mental, physical, and emotional health. I think it just all aspects. I can think back to being 12, and that's the earliest I can remember without social media and I wonder what my life would have been like growing up without it. Um, what my mental health would, if it would be a completely different state. I didn't even have a cell phone in high school, so I'm wondering if my studies would have been disrupted. If I would just be a different person, if I grew up in a different generation. Um, I think the biggest problem it has on mental health is with relationships and insecurities. You know, you're comparing yourself to other other people all the time, all day long. It's always in your face. And we're always being told that all the wrong things that's going on in the world. I actually had this conversation with somebody the other day. 
that I said, you know, kids are being dropped off every two seconds instead of everybody meeting at the end of the block to catch the bus, which I did when I was little. And I had a lot of parents come back at me saying, well, my kid's in kindergarten and I'll be damned if they walk down the street to get on the bus. The, the world is just a scary place today. The world was a scary place 20 years ago, but we didn't have Facebook throwing it in our face every day that this one's getting murdered, this one's getting kidnapped, this one's getting um, abused, this place is getting broken into, drugs, alcohol. Like, it existed, but the media wasn't in our face. So it's it's kind of triggering a conditioned response to just be afraid of the world which is mental that's a mental health issue um people are like oh my god I saw this on the news today but we don't even get our news from tv really or newspaper anymore everything's fed through us through social media um I can't tell you the last time I turned on the news or a newspaper to find out what was going on in the community I just get on Facebook every morning and usually the citizen's voice will tell me Times Tribune will tell me the weekender will tell me W. NEP and WBRE will tell me that I always find something out that's going on in the community every single day through Facebook and the stuff that's going on in the world. So um, that's one of the things I always bring up. We wouldn't know half the stuff that's going on in the world today if it wasn't fed to us right through Facebook. Um, the world's always been a, a dangerous place. Kidnappings, rapes, and um, abuse was happening 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. But it just wasn't put in our face as it is today. And that is causing severe anxiety in people. And they're shutting themselves off from the world. And they're hiding behind their phones. And they're only getting one side um, of the stories. So they're putting themselves in this little bubble where they're not being open-minded. And they're just closing themselves off from the world because they're so afraid to put their kid on the bus. They're so afraid to step outside and take a walk. Um... I, I take trips all the time by myself. I go to New York City, Atlantic City, Philly. I walk around the city all day alone. And the number one thing I get from people, you're crazy for going by yourself. Do you know all the dangerous people that are out there? There's dangerous people in your backyard, like no matter where I go. So I'm not going to seclude myself from society because I might get hit by a truck or I might get abducted. Um, I might get mugged on the street. But because Facebook has always bringing things up in our newsfeed, making us afraid. Probably got off topic there for a second, but it all has to do with social media. <laughs> I told you I can go on about this all day. I think, I think the biggest problem with mental health and social media, I'll just sum this up, is our insecurities, our self-esteem, relationships with our loved ones, uh, family, friends, partners, co-workers, um, and always having to hold uphold an image and wear a mask um, because 99% of the stuff you see on Facebook is not 99% happening all the time with these people. Um, a lot of people like to put up fake things and trick themselves and the community that this is happening when the opposite's happening. I think it's made us liars. I think it's made us compulsive, impulsive, um, anxious, sleep, de sleep deprived, narcissists, egotistical beings, um, antisocial irony, um, worrisome, and depressed. And like I said, if Facebook was ever, if Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram just disappeared, the world 
it would just come down in a day. Like, I wouldn't want to see the reaction and the downfall of um, everyone's mental health because there's no more social media, which I don't think we'll ever see that day, but you never know. Um, it is an addiction. It's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. I check my phone. Who texts me? I go through my notifications. I get rid of them. Um, and it's going off all day long. And I sometimes do wish I can get rid of it, but because I have built some of my income on that, I have to keep it. I love doing it. I enjoy it. But there are times where I wish I could just disconnect for a while. Um, even if I take vacations for because of what I do for a living, I always have to be connected. I can never just disconnect, turn my phone off completely and unwind. I'm always My emails are always going off. Um, I'm always getting Facebook messages from people, especially my clients. Um, even on vacation, I can't turn my phone off because in the back of my mind, who's texting me? How many voicemails do I need to catch up on? What if somebody texts me that they need to get a hold of me immediately? Like, so that, that triggers stress and anxiety. Um, I guess that answers your question. (laughs) I could get more or go into more depth in this. If you need more from me, just let me know. I hope that helps, and I think this is a great topic to discuss. Thanks. Well, hey, Tiff, thank you. That was extremely insightful, and I feel like sums up a good chunk of all of it. Um, One of the things I wanted to touch upon was the narcissistic element to that. Just because I have my own, uh, I have my own experience with that. When I was at Penn State, um, a friend of mine was in media studies, and they did research to look into whether people were more narcissistic based on how much they posted on social media, and that study in itself led me to be so nervous about anything I I posted because a lot of times I will question if I'm narcissistic or not because I don't want to be narcissistic. And so, I mean, that just goes to show you that we're just so anxious about even being anxious about being on social media. Um, So, yeah. The other aspect is the work aspect of it. I also uh, have worked in social media and as an artist having a podcast. I use social media to get my information out there, to promote my art, to get opportunities, to seek opportunities for my art and for myself. But if I were to shut down social media, I wouldn't necessarily have those those opportunities. I wouldn't be able to see events on social media that might be good for my development. I wouldn't be able to promote my own events. I wouldn't be able to share my art or my ideas. So yeah, that that is the positive side to Facebook. But the negative comes in when you feel like you can't shut that down, especially when your livelihood depends on it. So I used to get fake profiles just to be able to manage the pages that I would have to for my job um, and not have social media for my own personal use, but, you know, it never, it never really works because in that case, you still have social media, so you're still accessing the people that you didn't want 
to access anymore by deleting. So yeah, I think that in the past, when we used to graduate high school, we would move on from the people that we graduated with. And now, often it's 20 years later and we're still getting triggered by the same jerk that we went to high school with because we have not deleted them and moved on. It's tough. I have a few rules. One of my rules is if I don't talk to somebody within two years and I don't have some kind of special connection with them through family or or a special bond of some sort, if I haven't talked to them in a few years and I don't see a time that I'm going to talk to them again, I delete them. And it's not to be rude and it's not to hurt people. But it's because I don't feel like if we've lost touch in life, then, you know, that person needs to understand what I'm doing and I don't know, I don't need to know what they're doing. So it's just kind of like a healthy thing, but a lot of times people don't like that. And I've had people who I didn't talk to for years reach out and get very upset about it. So I understand how my actions can be perceived as negative when I delete people. Another issue is also when you break up with somebody. I tend to delete people when we break up because for me, social media, seeing a picture pop up from somebody that I used to date and I'm not anymore, it's triggering for me. I'll just be honest. I don't want to see my ex with his new girlfriend. I think it's great that he has one. You know, my higher self can put my jealousy and my insecurities aside enough to know that we have both moved on, but mentally and emotionally, I do not want to be caught off guard with a picture of them. And I think that's okay. Another rule that I wanted to share with you that I think is uh, interesting, because Tiff did explain a little bit about this, is posting something in the moment and then, you know, maybe going back later and being like, hey, was that in my best interest to post or was that just me trying to vent some steam and I did it in the wrong place? And I I think that we change. We evolve as humans. Uh, 20 minutes ago, I may have thought that my best friend was a jerk because I was being an idiot or the moon was full or I had my period or you name it. And I might put something so stupid on Facebook and then 20 minutes later be like, wow, you're a fucking idiot, you know? So I try to be good about that and I try not to post stuff like that, but it does happen. I also find that sometimes I post things and I am so worried about the reaction to what I posted that I'm spending more time checking social media for likes and comments or whatever than what I should be focusing on in life. And so my rule for that situation is if I am paying so much attention to the reaction to what I post rather than why I posted it in the first place, the intention of spreading something positive, something light, something that may be helpful. Um, If I'm focusing more on my ego and how it's affecting me and did this person comment back and did this person see it, blah, 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 I delete it. Because I shouldn't be wasting time on that. I have better things to do in this life. So if it's taking up that much of my mental anguish, then fuck it. That's it. I don't care how good the post is. Gone. Done. Moving on with my life. But yeah, so I definitely think that, you know, there's just some rules involved, but we haven't necessarily figured them out yet. Anyway, Tiff, that was amazing. Valued that so much. If you ever want to come on the show, talk about your mental health, 
please. I would love to have a conversation with you. Thanks again. Wow, you'd swear I was Mr. Roger that Belle keeps playing so much. Mr. Rogers. Plural. Yeah, you knew what I meant. Well, let's see who's there. Oh, Jess, my best friend. You may remember her from episode one. Let's see what she has to say about social media. Jess, take it away. Hi, I hope you can use this. Here are some thoughts on social media. My thoughts are that social media is a tool that can be used for good or bad. It can have either a positive or negative effect on your health, depending on the situation. I feel like it does take up a lot of our time. I feel like it is no real difference than the media that was in place at any certain given time in history. If you look at a lot of pictures, people reading newspapers, people are constantly finding one way or another to distract themselves. There's always going to be some other new tool, but I do see how it has become more invasive in our lives. People always feel the need to take, like, social media breaks. Um, it's unfortunately everywhere, and it also makes you feel like if you don't have it, you are not in the know of knowing things. You are on the outskirts, and that's especially how they get you. And the same thing is with cell phones. I mean... That, to me, is what causes people both incredible amounts of anxiety because they don't feel like they're included enough. They also are unable to have a deep, meaningful, structured conversation, or at least we're the last generation of people who were taught those things before we were really heavily reliant on computers in our everyday life. Um... And so people's relationships are not as strong as they could be, in my opinion, because they're always built on this foundation of, like, apprehension with texting someone. Should I text them? Should I not? Um, there's a big thing about not being able to even just talk on the phone. People don't really hear the person's voice within a few weeks of meeting them, maybe. I th or I think that's at least a typical situation. Um, they find it hard to communicate their emotions because I don't think that they know what it really feels like to look at somebody in the face and talk about serious things. It gives you this um, veil to speak through so that you don't have to necessarily face that person. It also allows you to edit your life. 
so that you can make it sound like it's the most perfect life. It also gives you the capability to have a million open ears when you have a problem, which again could be a good or a bad thing, but it does make me question the sincerity of it, the ease in which people can help you or pretend to act like they care, depending on how negatively or positively you take that. Um, so it's to me really like it's, I guess, the funnel in which you put it into your life. I feel like a lot of people want to, you know, run away from social media all the time when they feel like it gets to be too much, and I do that too. But, you know, when I was dating Mike, um, he was so against Facebook and everything, so I automatically was too at that point in my life. And so I didn't have a Facebook for maybe, like, three years or so. I felt kind of... Well, I guess I felt, like, really good because I was back to my own little world. I constantly didn't know what was going on. It's a real, like, psychological mindfuck if you think about it. And I guess it depends on how much you want to be connected with other people like that or connected to your immediate surroundings. It kind of gives you, like, social media gives you the capability of only connection, but, like, I don't think really deep connection necessarily, not at first at least. It's more like quantity over quality. I guarantee you that I have like at least 500 or so friends that have added me maybe because I met them one time at one thing. Sometimes people add me and I'll message them and I'll be like, uh, do we know each other? And just like the other day, some guy was just like, oh, I just added you because I'm trying to get to 5,000 friends on Facebook. And I was like, Okay. Um, no. <laughs> I don't know. It's a really weird thing. It's hard for me as an event planner because I'm just like, well, obviously this is the biggest way to reach a ton of people at once. Um, I would, I like doing more personal things. Like I, you know, when I was running the zine fest for the first couple of years, I sent out like handwritten letters to people that provided me their address and um I always wanted there to be like this personal touch with everything to make people feel special and when you're you're not really doing that with social media so much it makes your life go by so much faster too like I see stuff for events that are like already in fall and I'm like dude it's not even summer yet <laughs> Like, can we just um, celebrate one thing at a time? So it's definitely going to make people's lives go by a lot faster. So that's also not, to me, a great thing for mental health. Because we're not savoring the moment in any way. Our brain isn't retaining as much. It's not, like, saving memories as much. I mean, if you think about going to concerts and stuff like that especially it's 
where I personally feel it, where people feel like they want to own the content so much. They want to record it through their phone and post it on social media and like show everybody that they were there. When people go on nature hikes, they take pictures. They try to, and I do it too. And it's like, what am I trying to say? Like, look at me. I can like go hiking and I love nature. Do you love nature? Like me, I don't know. Like I'm guilty of it too. But it, like, it really does make me think, like, if, when I was, when I didn't have a job for a while, I would go around, like, Scranton a lot, and I always felt this need to bring my phone with me and, like, take pictures of flowers and the lake and look at this beautiful day that I'm having when really I was, like, so sad inside because I didn't have a job and felt purposeless but I wanted to give this illusion that, like, wow, it's so nice out, and look at this day I'm having. I mean, I, I guess it was that, too, but... And it was a nice day. But it was just a distraction, really, from my actual problems in my life. So there were some times where I didn't take a phone, and I was just trying to really be in nature... And it, it's so hard to do that now. We, like, instantly feel this need to, like, reach for something or fiddle with something. So is it causing us to be more anxious? I think that's one of the reasons. We um, always feel like we need to have a phone next to us also because I think, to me, we're able to, like, rescue people a lot faster, which I'm sure is the truth. Like... I don't know, at least that's how I feel. Sometimes I think, like, well, whoa, well, if I didn't have my phone at that moment, and, like, what if, like, my brother was hurt or something like that, and he, then he couldn't call me, and but, like, now I have my phone, so I'm able to get to him sooner or some, something like that. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's all about how you use it, and that's why I think you should be able to really choose who you're following and all that kind of stuff I mean maybe there's some people we have to be friends with or something online but you can unfollow them you don't have to see what they're saying I do that with most people because either they like post 50 million times a day and again it's like the quality over quantity thing and then I'm sitting there going like what are you like, what are you doing all day? Like, I wish that I also had nothing to do, but, like, then I post a lot, too, so it's really crazy. Like, nobody's really free of uh, hypocrisy, I guess, because it really does get to you. But I try to be okay with, like, not having it as much as possible. Like, I delete it, Facebook from my phone, at least, and if you don't have the social media apps on your phone, I find it to be a lot easier I think in one way or the other, even without it, people are going to try to find distractions in life and just run away from their problems or whatnot. But I don't think it, they make it easy to get away from it, and they do that on purpose. We have to think about, like, bigger mind expansion in all this and uh, what it means for 
what we're teaching about human connection and and feelings and emotions and our mental health and while people are always wondering how they can improve more things and there's so much self-care on the internet but maybe the greatest self-care thing you can do is put it down (laughs) and do those things in those moments where you're not showing people that you're taking a bubble bath or doing a face mask and all that stuff. Self-care is the stuff that happens when we're not promoting it to the world, I think. Stuff that you are actually doing to take care of yourself and take care of your mind and feeding your mind, feeding your mind with information and and different worldviews and art and science and all these things that we should be trying to nourish our brain with. That is what's going to take you to the next level of thought and being able to put your phone away and really look at somebody and have a conversation with them. That's what I think will make people feel better about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Oh, wow, Jess, thanks for stopping by. This is why I love your mind. Yeah, so my time pack there. Uh, I think one of the things that Jess said that really stuck out to me was the hypocrisy of it all because we can all sit here and look at other people and be like, You know, like, people post selfies, and what does that mean for their mental health, and people feel this way and that way, and we shouldn't do this, and we shouldn't do that, and yet we're all doing it anyway. I mean, I always get so confused because I wonder to myself, I'm like, why is it that when something happy happens in my life, like my new niece is born, why is it that the celebration now has come to include posting a picture online and you almost feel weird not doing it because if you're not doing it then you're not acknowledging something really important that happened in her life at the same time though why do we have to post that if we know that other people are looking at our stuff and we know that people are feeling this way we know that we're feeling this way and yet we still have that compulsion so for me As somebody who's very interested in psychology, I ask myself a lot of times, why? Why do I feel the need to do this? Why do we feel like it's important? And is it helping or isn't it? So thank you for your insight on that, Jess. I really, really appreciated it. One of the things I really like about how Jess uses social media is that she uses it as a tool to educate people. So she will, te- she will post a status about a historical figure or just a few months ago she came up with a list of all important speeches from, the, from important political figures throughout history and it was insanely amazing. Posted with all the links and so that is the stuff that I like to see on social media and there, there are a lot of things I like to see and, and then I don't. So, so yeah. Uh, that's about what I have today for the social media episode, but I really wouldn't like it to end here. 
So if you're interested in sharing your voice for social media and how you think it impacts our society and our mental health, please, please, please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on the Facebook page or email me at howwegetby.podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning into the show. I hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it. As always, I am looking for one-time donations for the podcast. The donation that I received a few weeks ago allowed me to update my software editing equipment, so now it's a lot easier for me to produce these episodes, and I'm not limited by free software with ads and slowness and and everything, so I'm really, really, really appreciative of that. I'm always looking for people who want to be on the show, who want to be interviewed, um, or if you have a question about mental health that you would like me to answer but don't want to be on an episode, I would also love to have a Q&A episode, so feel free to reach out to me about that. I want to thank everybody that took the time to share their thoughts on social media with me. I really appreciate that. I don't have any recommendations this week other than to think really critically about what social media is doing to us. And if you feel free to reach out and let me know your thoughts on that. Again, always appreciate it. The... Leaving a review on iTunes can help drive the chart, drive my show up the charts, I guess, um, and that will help other people find the podcast. So uh, liking on Facebook, sharing, or leaving a review on Apple iTunes always helps. So if you could do that, take a few minutes to do that, I would greatly appreciate it. The music that you hear in the beginning and the end of the episode is by Joe Burke. His album is called Mystic Immediately. I believe that I've been saying it wrong this whole time and I've been saying mystics immediately. Maybe it's because I wanted to be include, included as a mystic. But there's only one and that's the great Joe Burke. Check out his music. You won't be disappointed. Other than that, I hope you have a beautiful week.